That's right, time to rally around the family with a pocket full of shells. It is your host, the Commandante of the Mossy Oak Militia, NC Scout, back on the air live once more after a awesome mission out to Washington State to train great patriots out there having an incredible time. The biggest scout course that I have taught yet uh, and then followed by RTO, Advanced RTO, and the Signals Intelligence course. Had an absolute packed house out there. A lot of great skills that were shared. A lot of great bonds that were made. And in a couple of cases, reinforced having some people coming back for training once more. And I'm going to tell you something. You know, it, it, it never ceases to amaze me. It doesn't really matter how bad the weather sucks. It doesn't really matter how tired the guys get, how run down everything can seem in the middle of training when you look around and you see those faces, that confidence that's being built, and the skills that are being fostered out there. And really, the biggest thing, the biggest thing to me personally, is the quality of the people who are coming out to class, who are putting forth that effort to train, who are making it count in the real world. They're not the guys who are just stepping in front of the cameras or behind the microphone or complaining about this or that or the other on the internet. They're not the people who are just only storing food and ammo and hoarding up a bunch of stuff and guns and whatever else. And they're not the people who are simply the training junkies either. But these are all guys from different walks of life who are coming together, who are looking for real world based skills and I'm telling you it never ever disappoints never disappoints and the weather was rough uh for the scout course out there the weather was most unpleasant it was night and day different from last year um we had a little bit of ice come down at one point in time because cascades are unpredictable the cascades are definitely unpredictable and uh, last year we were blessed with really good weather, uh, aside from you know a near constant wind. But we had really good weather, comparatively speaking. And you know this this go around, it was a little different. It was cold and wet, uh, very wet at one portion of the training. And uh, I mean, you know, a lot of valuable lessons were learned out there. A lot of valuable lessons were learned on my part as well. Um, you know, when you are packing for one environment and, you know, microclimates are really a thing, especially when you're talking about, you know, a, a thousand foot, 1500 foot difference in elevation and you're getting the weather report for one place, but that might not necessarily be the weather report for another place just an hour away. And so when you're packing for one expectation, it's tricky. You know, it's tricky because we, we have that tendency to want to bring everything and the kitchen sink. And, you know, with, with traveling and the challenge of travel, you can't always do that. Uh, you definitely can't always do that. But, you know, valuable lessons being had all around. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, Everybody making solid hits, 350 meters, first round shot, center of mass. Everybody out there, everybody in that course. And the look on some of these guys' face, because there, there was a good number of people out there, and I run into this pretty often, there was a good number of people out there who <clears throat> have, if... You know, they, they, they've had experience with firearms, obviously. They, they're they skilled shooters. 
but they really haven't had that opportunity to take weapons out to distance. And, you know, when your only real working knowledge is, um, <clears throat> you know, taking advice from the internet, of course, you know, I'm part of that internet community, but, you know, you, you, Get your weapons out to 100 meters. You have all these different people who have their own ideas on ballistics and uh, bullet trajectories and where you should zero this and where you should zero that. And, uh, you know, there's some highly subjective opinions out there. There's some very good ones. There's some not so good ones. And, and you know, of course, the Internet is, uh, you know, a repository of, of all walks of life and. Um, there's very little or few safeguards for uh, the veracity of some of the things that people read, especially when it comes to the firearms community. So, you know, it can be a challenge. Uh, it can be a challenge. But uh, that's the reason on that first day of the scout course that it is a marksmanship day, that it is uh, live rounds. It is getting people out to distance and we do it in a way that really expedites your capability as a marksman. And in a very laid back way on top of that. In a very laid back way. Because, you know, you, you can't learn marksmanship and be really successful at it and unlock your potential when you've got somebody shouting in your ear. Or when you have somebody who's being completely overbearing, um on the shooters and you know, it, it, I, I, again, I'm, I'm not trying to, to uh, point that at, at anybody in particular out there. Uh, but it, it's just a blanket statement. You know, when we learn marksmanship capability, it's better to do it in a relaxed environment. And uh, you know, because, because the acronym bras, you know, we use that in the army uh, uh, breathe, relax, aim, squeeze. And with that relaxation, you know, you, you really cannot achieve that when somebody's shouting in your ear or when, you know, you're, you're so scared that you're going to fail and you end up do, uh, end up doing it. You know, you end up messing it up because you're, you know, you're, you're scared. And I, I, you know, I've taught people from, Literally every age range, both male and female, uh, now in the scout course. And when it comes to the marksmanship potential that everybody has, um, I haven't been let down yet. I haven't been let down yet. So, uh, you know, big hats off once more to that class out there. You guys really, really knocked it out of the park. Already communicating with guys that were uh, in that class to host it again next year. And uh, so we're going to be coordinating with that. The uh, the location, the range location and everything itself might change slightly. We'll see. Uh, we'll see. But of course, uh, Lord willing, we've got another year to prepare for all of that out there. And then, of course, moving on to the RTO course and advanced RTO signals intelligence, um, really knocking it out of the park that class uh every class that i get doing this here recently has just been crushing it absolutely crushing it and these guys were no different uh no different and just huge huge thanks huge just kudos to everybody out there that was part of that um and a big shout out to uh, a new guy, new podcaster who is out there spreading the good word, who was kind enough to do an entire episode, an entire episode dedicated to reviewing the course out there. And I've got that up on AmericanPartisan.org. Definitely go check that out. It went up early this morning, but Project 22-3. Uh, Project 22-3, of course, coming from Proverbs 22-3. And um, I'm, I'm going to tell you, man, big shout out. If you are not subscribed to his podcast, he's got, got just a, a couple of episodes that are up. I think nine total. A lot of great content. I'm telling you, you are going to learn a lot. 
And you want to talk about a Christian who has paid the price for his beliefs. Uh, as a vaccine protester, you know, knowing the deal from the get-go and, and uh, protesting that and standing up for his beliefs and being an outspoken and devout Christian and, and really uh, putting his foot down against a, a woke bureaucracy. And I'm, I'm not going to dive too much into his uh, specific background. You're going to hear about all of that and a heck of a lot more really good stuff over on his podcast. But I'm telling you, um, you know, you're... Very, uh, very, very good information from an emergency responder's uh, point of view and a guy who has trained countless firefighters, EMTs, paramedics, and, um, you know, comes from a background as a Navy diver himself and a submariner. Incredible guy. Uh, absolutely incredible guy. So, uh, you know, definitely check that out. Project 22-3 podcast, uh, you know, and, and he's got a heck of a lot going on. You guys over in Washington state, you know, it's like anywhere else. And, and every place that I go, people always tell me, you know, how bad it is there and, and the struggles that they face. And we are not without ours here in North Carolina. I'm telling you. And if you think that you're safe from it, I mean, Texas has got a mountain of problems. Everybody in other, you know, all the other parts of the the United States thinks that, um, you know, Texas is without its issues. Texas has got a huge number of issues. Uh, there, there is no such thing as a solid red state or a solid conservative state and especially not in 2022 we get the midterms coming up and you know it, it it's we never got to the bottom of the election fraud that was in 2020 the irregularities that were there in 2020 we didn't get to the bottom of those so you know we, we have absolutely zero expectation of election transparency or a fair election in 2022 and so you know it is what it is and of course uh a lot of things have come out i don't want to dive too deep down that rabbit hole a lot of things have come out uh some of the alternative uh maga candidates have kind of let us down um you know we've had some great victories we've also had some who were great victories early on just two years ago and some things have come out and they're letting us down uh, in a very big way. Now, I don't want to get too deep into that. I don't want to dive too much into that. There was a lot that was posted up over on the forum concerning some of them. And, um, you know, but I, I do want to say this. I do want to say this. And if it sounds like I'm being vague, well, I'm being cautiously vague. Uh, I am. And, and, you know, take that for what it's worth. But, but I do want to point one thing out that the power structure in DC, the power structure of, uh, the Democrats or the power structure of the Republicans, they absolutely 100%, if they do not want a candidate to remain in DC, they will run them out. If somebody is shaking the olive tree just a little bit too much, all right, if they are challenging the status quo just a little bit too hard, they are going to come after you. And so what I am saying is this. If you are a candidate who is genuinely America first, if you are a candidate who believes in the promise of, of America in the promise of free markets and the promise of American liberty and freedoms. You better button your operation up and keep it tight. And you better make sure your own house is in order because they're going to come after you. The Kevin McCarthy's of the world are going to come after you. Okay. We see this. All right, we see this for what it is. And it's an open invitation. I've had politicians in the past that have been on here, alternative politicians. Matt Jeswelly uh, has been on here. Great guy out of California. Diana Ploss from the great 
state of Massachusetts, and there's still a lot of really great Patriots up there. Uh, you know, of course, the 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 uh, some of the the largest chapters of the John Birch Society uh, were up there in Massachusetts, and they still have a very active showing of people up there. It's just that the elections are a rigged game, and they see it for what it is. So if if you're an alternative politician. If you are an American first politician, if you are running on that platform, it's an open invitation. I would love to have you on the air. I would love to interview you. There's not going to be any gotcha questions or anything like that. And, you know, at this point, I mean, we've got a huge following. Radio Contra is developing a huge following uh, day by day by day. There is some reason that I can be off the air for almost two weeks out training great patriots and we can remain not just in the top 100 but we can remain in the top six today okay today still ranked number six in news commentary so we got to stay in power got lasting power and we certainly do have a monumental amount of reach out there so definitely come check us out and of course, AmericaPartisan.org, you know, huge following every day, you know, it, and, and that is just continuously impressing everybody that I show. I mean, the people that come to class and, and they ask, you know, like, uh, just, just round about how many, how many hits do you get a day and, and how many hits does the site get a day? And then I'll show them, I'll actually show them the numbers and it's always like, man, wow. Uh, that, that's pretty amazing because it is all about growing this community and you can absolutely do it. You know, I've talked about it a lot in the past. If you're dedicated to this mission, if you are dedicated to the cause of freedom, to the cause of liberty, you can absolutely succeed, but you better be ready to dedicate your life to it because this is not something for the, the, the weak or faint of heart. Okay, this is something that you will literally be doing 24-7. It is a lifestyle. Okay, training great patriots is a lifestyle. This is all a, a life's cause. And that's how I see that. Uh, that's how I see it. And that's why I bring everything that I do to the table. And I'll tell you something. You know, you guys out there who are meeting me halfway, you guys out there who are the ones who are coming out to train, who are uh, interacting with me online, who email, who are all over on the forum, who have donated to the cause of Radio Contra, um, you know, you, you're, the, you're the ones that keep me going. You're the ones that keep me doing this. And keep it engaged because if it was not for great patriots, if it was not for the great, wonderful liberty community out there that uh, it has just given me so much, I wouldn't be able to do what I'm doing. Uh, I absolutely would not be able to do what I'm doing. And, you know, for that, I thank you because we are taking on the mainstream media. We are taking on the liars, the propagandists, the government media industrial complex and we're skunking them at their own game we're winning and that's why they have come after alternative media the way that they have that's why i've been censored on youtube that's why i had the chinese government come after american partisan because we're speaking the truth okay we're speaking the truth and we're going to continue doing that now uh quick shout out to the show sponsors um, you know, of course, show sponsors make Radio Contra definitely possible. It does not work without uh, our advertisers. And if you're interested in becoming an advertiser on this podcast, as well as over on American Partisan, please shoot me an email, ncscout at brushbeater.org. Top of the list, though. Civil Defense Manual, Jack Lawson's two-volume set on how to create a neighborhood protection team quite literally from the ground up, featuring incredibly well-written articles from a wide variety of authors who are all respected experts in their field, including myself writing the communications chapter. Um, definitely need to get a copy of this book. Paul LeFavre and Mike Blackburn with... 
Blackstone Publishing, of course, the Warriors Bookstore, the publishers of the U.S. Army's Small Unit Tactics Handbook, condensing over 40 years of small unit tactics, practical and instructor side knowledge together, both of them senior instructors at the U.S. Army Special Forces Small Unit Tactics School as part of the longer Green Beret qualification course or the sfq course and it is as it is more formally known um had those guys on back in episode 97 in the archives and i'm going to work on getting them on again in the very near future but they've got a lot of great stuff that is coming out from their publishing company and i put up links to all of that down below of course next on the list my friend frequent guest uh and gonna be in class in michigan here in just a couple of weeks because i'm going to be teaching rto advanced rto and signals intelligence uh up in michigan but joe dolio with his tactical wisdom series incredibly well written series on how to get the modern patriot, the modern Minuteman, up to speed with a competent training program. And the best part is it is biblically based. Joe Dolio is a devout Christian. And, you know, he and I have talked about that on air several episodes in the past. Great stuff. All right, great stuff. Get all three of those books, read them, digest them, and check out all of our sponsors and our affiliates, which we're going to have links down below in the show notes. So while I was out in Washington uh, training guys, there was a lot of things that had broke in the news there was a lot of stuff that was um, that I wanted to cover because it, 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 I mean it was earth shaking, and I'll tell you um, the early leaked decision on Roe versus Wade. Um, now, you know the dust has settled somewhat on this story, and I do realize that I'm about a week late to the party on this. But again, you know, when I was out training, I had a lot of thoughts that I shared with the class out there. And I kind of, I had some predictions, some of which have come to fruition, some of which, you know, we're still waiting on. Shouldn't be a shock to anybody. Uh, You know, the the upheaval, the uh, riots, the threats, um, you know, the, the, uh, on Mother's Day, harassing uh catholic parishioners and you know this is just the beginning of this you know this is just the beginning of this and this is absolutely despicable behavior but of course what else do we expect you know you have to back the left into a corner for them to take the mask off you have to back them in a corner and force them to tip their hand and then they'll be honest with you then they'll be honest with you. And you have quote-unquote activists uh, out there, you know, that, that of course, they're, they're all the things um, and claim, you know, a lot of really crazy stuff. But they, they definitely, they get out there and they say that it's okay to murder their babies. They're quite literally saying this. And they make no bones about it. They don't mince words. And, uh, you know, you have to force them to expose who they are, uh, tip the hand. And so we're going to see this. I mean, it's just one more example, uh, the, the complete degradation of the office of the, the Supreme court, um, you know, this is typical liberal behavior when they don't get their way. They're simply just going to, you know, leak things out. And what they don't realize when they're doing this is that they are destroying the very uh, office of the institution. And they're doing it across the board. They, they, They don't get it two ways. You don't get to have it two ways. Where all of a sudden, because your people are now suddenly in charge that we're supposed to respect the office anymore. You know, they, they beg you to respect 
Joe Biden. They beg us to please respect Biden. Don't make fun of him because he's an incompetent buffoon and, and can't get a complete thought out or his sentence. Please respect him. We must, we must respect the office of the president, the dignity of the office of the president. But meanwhile, you had absolutely no respect for four years under President Trump. You had absolutely no respect for office. You could be as disrespectful as you wanted to be, openly mocking half of the country that supported him, which you continue to do. And yet, you want us to respect your guy. And you're going to do the same thing with the Supreme Court. So one of the things that I think is going to happen is when this decision is made, the decision's already been made, by the way. It's already been made. Uh, kind of an internal workings of the Supreme Court uh, the, the decisions already been made and the draft, the majority decision draft goes over to the minority decision, uh, the dissenting decision to, uh, write a, a sharp rebuttal or a sharper rebuttal. And, you know, the, the clerks that are working there. Um, you know, the, it was a law clerk that was working there. Um, you know, in, in case anybody's wondering, and there were some questions about this in the comments when I originally put up the, uh, the story, um, you know, asking, well, how, how did they make a decision on this? Because justice, uh, Kentaji Brown is, is, uh, not yet, uh, or, or is a newly minted Supreme court justice. And the thing is, is that the case was already heard. This case was heard last year in the last session. They made a decision on it now, and this is where it is going to go uh, from here. They've made their decision. They've made their ruling, and there's going to be a lot more that come out. Normally, they wait, though, until the decisions are ready to be published, and then they're all published at one time. That's the way that it works. And the thing is, though, is that the liberals are so outraged. These communists who are working in there that have come from the Ivy League, because it's that's you know how you become a clerk at Supreme Court. You know you've you've got to be from a, a certain uh, uh, cut in life and a certain lot in life. They're not just letting in anybody uh, to work in there. And of course, the, these Marxists who are coming out of the, the law schools there. They're nothing more than, than social justice activists. Uh, and, th and that's what they're being taught. Their law degrees are being subsidized in part by groups like the ACLU. And they, they are so outraged. It's so outraged. They were outraged because this case was even heard. Okay, let, let's just let's get that off our chest. You know, that's the elephant in the room right there. But they they were outraged because this case was even heard that such a thing could even be challenged because Roe versus Wade. Well, we 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 can't challenge that. But that's set in stone that we can murder our children. Even though, if you go back and you look at the case itself and actually look back at the way that the case was framed and argued, this is why. Uh, liberals over the years have used the the uh, phony argument of well in, in in the case of rape or incest in the case of rape or incest of, of criminal uh, impregnation on part of criminal activity um, you know th this is the argument that's being made however the statistics don't necessarily support that. Uh, they do not necessarily support that. And the statistics that are collected uh, on part of the UCR, the Uniform Crime Report, and there's some other databases that that gets reported to, do not support these same claims. And so statistically, this is a very rare thing that occurs, and yet they're justifying uh, what we see today, it becomes a, a hedonistic behavior. And when we see the people who support it, when we see the people who are uh, literally parading around celebrating the murder of children, and we know that, that the uh, sale of the, the human remains from infanticide is a huge business. Uh, this is a huge business as James O'Keefe's Project Veritas has been able to... Um, 
uh, prove over and over and over again uh, with their uh, infiltration into uh, Planned Parenthood and the undercover videos that have occurred there. We know that this is a really big business. We know that, that they are absolutely making money off of the sale of dead uh, fetuses. We know that that's what they're doing. So these protests showing up at the justices' homes and threatening them. I want to know where the hell the FBI is. I want to know where the hell the congressional investigations are. I want to know where the hell the arrests are being made, the people that are being dragged out of their homes, the activists that are being thrown into federal jail and being mistreated. I want to know where the quality of treatment is. If you can treat the January 6th protesters, in the manner in which we know that they have been treated over and over again for simply being there, for simply being there, the disclosures that we've seen of them simply being there, the the tracking that happened of their cell phones, their electronic metadata, stuff that I've talked about a lot in the past and taught and continue to teach on how to mitigate, right? But if we know that all that occurred on one hand, why then is this not happening now? And don't tell me, for anybody who listens to this, don't you dare tell me, oh, they they do, but they're not making a big deal out of it. Bullshit. Top to bottom. Bullshit. That's crap and you know it. Because there is a large swath of the power structure in this country that openly wants this revolution to occur. They want it, they're complicit in it, and they'll do anything in their power to step on the necks of American patriots and people who are good across this nation. While enabling the vile, disgusting other half I mean, just look at Laurie Lightfoot. Look at Laurie Lightfoot. Sparing absolutely no opportunity uh, to say, oh, well, you know, LGBTQ plus people, you need to get out there too. You need to get out there and you, it's time for a revolution because they're going to come for you next. She's openly calling for an insurrection. Now, it's important to know that Beetlejuice, Mayor Beetlejuice, is not just a completely useless piece of garbage that is that has com- that has overseen the highest murder rate in the country now for what 3 years in a row one of the highest murder rates in the world certainly among first world nations and of course she she has to blame it on uh, firearms is obviously the firearms fault. It's it's not uh, gang problems in Cicero and you know historic problems that are going on in Chicago itself. Complete failure of policy. But she's calling for revolution. But before that, before that, she's a federal prosecutor. She knows what she's saying. She knows damn well what she's saying. Every one of these leftists do, and if they don't renounce their ways. They do not renounce their ways. There needs to be a mechanism to remove these people from office by force if necessary. Because the people have spoke. The people have spoke. And the people continue to speak. And they are no longer listening or respecting the rule of the people of this nation. And their little mission of fear and intimidation to scare us into submission... Oh, we'll censor you. Oh, we'll shut you down. But let me tell you something. We've had it. We've had enough of this. And we've had enough of this duplicitous treatment. Why don't you go after the people who deserve going after? There had never been a right-wing guy who has threatened the Supreme Court in an organized manner. And if you think that there is, you need to go get your head checked. Because there's something wrong with you. People who have peacefully petitioned their government. There ain't nobody on the right that's running around burning down neighborhoods. There ain't nobody on the right who is out there who is doing anything violent. Unless, of course, it was being coached along 
and contrived by the Federal Bureau of Investigation. You know damn well I'm right. And if the shoe fits, you need to wear it. If the shoe fits, you need to wear it. So get ready, because the pot is boiling, and we're all the frogs in it. It's about to bubble over. This summer is going to be fun. We'll be talking more about that. We'll be talking more about that. But I want to jump into what I think is the next thing. What I see on the horizon as the next thing. Because we've got, you know, the the that meme out there that I really like. You know, I support the current thing. And, you know, the non-player characters. And, uh, you know, it, it was them wearing a mask and then it was them with the Ukrainian flag, right? Because we were asked to, uh, you know, <laughs> fly a Ukrainian flag. Now you got to make sure that you, you fly it right side up. I've, I've seen a lot of dummies flying it, uh, upside down. They don't know any better. And, and that's the reason that they're flying it. Uh, but it's the current thing, right? The current thing. This is what I think the next thing is going to be, and I'm going to share a little bit of a prediction. Now, I've been running some stories over on AmericanPartisan.org, and, um, you know, I've been painting a bigger picture following some things, because the mainstream media certainly isn't going to do it, and, you know, that's, that's why you come here, because we are covering the stories, I'm covering the stories that the MSM is not even going to touch. We are light years ahead of where they're ever going to be because they're reactive. They're reactive and we're proactive. So the next thing, Columbia, Columbia, that's right. Not South Carolina, but the, the country of Columbia has a presidential election coming up. And in case you have not been following this, one of the front runners in this presidential election is a guy by the name of Gustavo Petro. And in case that name doesn't ring a bell, he is the left wing candidate who is supported lock and stock by Venezuela, China, Russia, and Iran, incidentally. Uh, that's right, because Iran has a, a pretty significant interest in uh, those politics of South America as well. Well, why is this important? Who is this guy? What's his background? Well, it just so happens that at 17 years of age, he became a member of the guerrilla group 19th of April Movement, also known as M19, uh, which became a political party, and he was elected to the to become a member of the Chamber of Representatives of Colombia in 1991. Petro also served as a senator, as a member of the Alternative Democrat Poll Party, following the 2006 Colombian uh, Colombian parliamentary election with the second largest vote in the country. In 2009, he resigned his position to aspire to the presidency of Colombia in the 2010 Colombian election, finishing fourth in the race. In this election, he is the current front runner, and that is very, very significant because his political uh, platform and his policy is on removing American influence from Colombia and inviting in the Russians and Chinese and more formalizing uh, and adding another country to the large Belt and Road Initiative, which has pretty much cemented its presence in every other country in South and Central America. Why is this important? Well, uh, if you've been following the stories that I've been posting, this election is not just heated, but is rife with assassination threats And even one alleged assassination attempt, now whether it was staged or not is anybody else's guess, but the point is is that now Nicolas Maduro, who is the socialist president of Venezuela, 
has stepped into it as well, claiming that there's already been election interference and that if Petro doesn't win, that they are going to have a, wait for it, special military operation into Colombia to make sure that the right guy wins. Huh. Well, let's think about this one real quick. Uh, Colombia is going to be the next thing. All right. This presidential election is right around the corner. And if it is already shown that there is a uh, propensity of violence that is going to occur, then there probably is going to be something here in the near future. Uh, you know, citing this thing, uh, Colombian intelligence suspect Maduro is trying to alter the 2022 presidential election in Colombia. Colombia authorities are on high alert for the significant increase in applications for Colombian citizenship by Venezuelan citizens. And according to government intelligence, this may be a plan by the Nicolas Maduro regime to alter the 2022 elections in Colombia. Well, I wonder if this is going to change at all if Petro is elected to be the president. How is this going to change their intelligence agency structure and the players therein? Because they are part and parcel of the American intelligence apparatus as well. So this is this is huge. Uh, this is a huge deal. This is going to be very bad for America. And if you've been a longtime uh, reader of mine or followed this podcast for any amount of time, you'll know that I've turned a very uh, special amount of attention at what's going on south of our borders and into South America, as well as Cuba. Because the Monroe Doctrine, which uh, was kind of completely forgotten about in lieu of us messing around in the Middle East and, and changing the structure there and making enemies out of people that we, we could have turned into allies if we had played our hands right. Uh, but we did it all for greed. And, you know, we, we see that when we look back, you know, hindsight being 2020, we look at how all that broke down. Right. We lost a lot of lives. We spent a lot of war material and, and have nothing to show for it, uh, literally nothing to show for it. And in some cases, less than nothing to show for it. Uh, you know, now we find ourselves in, in a position with Ukraine where we overplayed our hand there. We created a peer on peer conflict. We shared information uh, with Ukrainians on the ground after propping up a public regime there. We supplied them with, uh, you know, latest and greatest in weaponry, and we don't have the means to resupply our own. Okay, this has been well documented. All right, so, you know, all you folks out there who were saying early on, well, you know, it's better to fight them over there than to, than to fight them here. It's better to fight them over there than it is to fight them here. Well, we took our A game to Ukraine, and we handed it to a corrupt regime to protect Biden's investments there with his crackhead son. That is what we did, okay? Everything else aside, bioweapons labs, all that other stuff, right? None of that matters. This is, this is the nuts and bolts of what happened. We propped up a regime and are continuing to do so. We don't even know if Zelensky is actually in Ukraine, okay? But that, that was the old thing. Let's talk about the current thing. Let's talk about Colombia. Colombia has long since been a staunch ally of the United States, and that's been our foothold of American policy into South America, providing regional stability. All right. The communists here in the United States, the Democrat Party worked against us, worked against American interests when they disclosed the Iran-Contra affair. Now, were there some shady dealings going on with that? You betcha. Okay, not absolving any of that, but at the same time, we're putting an end to communism and the Soviet influence in Central America. We wouldn't have the flood of people who are swarming our borders. We could have free trade. We could have economic sharing of wealth and power. We could make the Americas what it was always envisioned to be. But instead, instead, we allowed the communist influence because... 
We were very short-sighted in our policies. And now it is about to take South America in totes. Colombia is going to be the next thing. It's going to kick off. And what arms are we going to supply the Colombians? One of our oldest allies in the modern era. We've been allies with the Colombians since at least the 1950s. We helped them out with their counter-guerrilla operations in their uh, decades-long struggle against both the ELN and the FARC, uh, both communist guerrilla groups that were supported by the Soviet Union and the uh, Chinese as well on both sides of that. The ELN is still active. The FARC laid down their arms, but I see that changing, and that's going to change rapidly. You know, I've interacted with guys that stood up the Lancero School, which is the Colombian military's uh, version of Ranger School. You know, I've interacted with guys who have operated and have working knowledge of Colombia down there and and know exactly how severe this struggle is going to be. And this is getting ready to kick off. This one's going to be nasty. And what weapons are we going to supply them with? Do you think a guy like Mark Milley, who wrote his college thesis at Princeton on revolutionary conflict, do you really think that this guy is capable of helping out, of lending a helping hand, of running a counter-guerrilla operation? Do you think that he is? Do you think that Lloyd Austin is capable of overseeing this? The big, bloated general with his face shield, because we know, of course, COVID is still a thing and is, uh, you know, just terrifying. Uh, so terrifying. What a brave general. Uh, real, real brave there with his face shield on. You know, do, do we really think that Biden and the Biden administration and his mouthpiece up there, the Chucky doll, is going to be able to do a damn thing about any of this? Do they even want to? Why, this is a traditional American ally, and, and we have a tradition of turning our backs on those who have always had ours. Over and over and over again. If it sounds like I'm angry, you damn right I am. Because we have been outplayed. We've been outplayed once more. We're continuing to be outplayed. And it's all because America's enemies know exactly where to hit us. They know that the greed of the corruption of the leaders in this country are going to be our downfall. And they have become our downfall and will continue to be so. You got to stand up. You have to stand up. You have to fight for what is right because we're freedom fighters. That is what we are. And when this thing kicks off in Colombia, where are those refugees, quote unquote, going to go? They're already swarming the border. The border is completely overrun. Do you think that they're going to apply for visas and come here and try and naturalize? No. No. Why would they do that? You know, we we know and and I'm I've got a number of sources, a lot of people out there that talk to me when when you you know, you you start to get involved in all of this stuff and kind of put yourself out there. A lot of people reach out to you, people with a lot of clout. One of the things that I will tell you behind the scenes is that the Texas Department of Public Safety has uh, an ongoing operation right now because El Paso is being overrun with Hezbollah agents that have come across the border. You know, this is a serious thing. And who knows what they're expected to do. And these are just the guys we know about. What about the Venezuelan intelligence services? What about the Nicaraguan intelligence services? What about the Honduran, El Salvadoran, right? They they all want the United States brought down. Okay, these are all destabilization agents that have been brought in. And the thing is, is that with an open-door policy that we've had on our southern border, not staying abreast of this, not staying on top of this, for uh, very short-sighted reasons, when we're being overrun, we have absolutely no idea who's being brought in. This is an extremely dangerous situation on top of everything else that the United States has been placed in on part of its leadership. 
And it has been a failure of leadership and one that they have exploited. You know, it, it's, it's a very effective strategy and a very old one and an Eastern one, by the way, to just simply fight a war of attrition, allow your adversary to exhaust all of his ammunition, all of his high-tech technology. Meanwhile, meanwhile, you know you're going to take a few losses here and there. It's going to happen. Moscova, that was a pretty big loss to the Russians. You don't think that they're going to avenge that? And in a big way? And possibly tenfold? But they're going to wait until the time is right because there's a strategy that they are exhibiting here. They want to bring down the United States. Not fight with it. They don't want to stand there and brawl and trade blow for blow. No, they're just going to take it down in a kill shot. And they're going to do it in a very pragmatic way. And then what are we going to have? Do you think that any of these clowns from the Biden administration are going to be able to straighten this out? Or how about the Republicans? Maybe the Kevin McCarthy and the Mitch McConnells of the world. Maybe they'll straighten it out. Maybe I'll tell you what, we'll just get another Bush in there. But they'll fix things, won't they? Yeah, because they're all part of the uniparty. It's all part of a uniparty system. Folks, there is no way to fix this other than to be relying on ourselves and focus on local politics. You ain't going to fix what's happening in D.C., but you had better damn well be prepared for what's going to happen next. And you need to be prepared for it. The only way that you can is to work at the local most level. Be engaged with your local politicians. Be engaged. Know them. Know their names. Know who they are. Know where they go to eat breakfast and interact with them. Interact with them. Build positivity. Right? Let them know who you are. Let them know that you have a voice. That you care. And that they better well not be just another empty suit. That they need to represent your interests. And I promise you, they'll be receptive to that. And if they're not, if they're not, you can get rid of them. At the local most level, with the elections process and the freedom of the press, that's how it works. That is how it works. So what do I think that's going to happen with this presidential election that is upcoming in Colombia? Um, I think that either way it goes, the election is going to be declared fraudulent. I do think that um, we're certainly going to have a certain level of influence in their election, overseeing their election, because we're not going to allow um, a, a Marxist who isn't going to play ball. We know he's not going to play ball with American interests. He wants to be a signatory to Belt and Road. So we got to have a win. The things in Ukraine are not really going according to plan. The Russians haven't been pushed out. Of course, the Russians haven't really made that serious of inroads much further either. But that, again, that's another discussion for another day. Point is, though, is that this election is going to be declared fraudulent and the attention is going to turn to Colombia. And Colombia is going to experience a uprising uh, newly formed guerrilla groups, offshoots of uh, the FARC that uh, laid down their arms but no longer respect the treaty uh, that they signed, that the formal armistice, uh, the disarmament, they're not going to do that. Okay, they, they're, they're not going to continue this armistice. They're going to rearm. The ELN never laid down their arms. They never quit fighting. They just calmed down for a little bit. They've been waiting. And keep in mind that the weapons that have, that have uh, been built under license in Caracas, Venezuela, they have a reason for building them. Okay, 50,000 a year since 2019. They don't have that many people in their military. So who are they building these weapons for? Now we might have a pretty good idea. Now you can't leave Cuba out of the mix either. Okay, when when we begin to break this down, the the larger regional picture, Cuba has had a huge amount of military infrastructure be put in that has been built by Russia and China. And China's level of influence all throughout the Caribbean is huge. 
uh, is absolutely huge. And if you, you're not cognizant of all this, if, if you haven't been following up on all this, that is why you pay attention to AmericanPartisan.org. So anyway, folks, uh, with that said, training calendar. Brushmeter.org slash training calendar. Got all of the dates up. I've got a couple of new classes that people have been emailing me about. And um, I'm going to get more information out to you. Combatives class. Got a friend who is a black belt in a few martial arts disciplines. Runs his own dojo. Wants to uh, offer the larger community a basic combatives course that is real world reality focused and i'm telling you uh from doing a little bit of work with him um definitely you definitely want to get in on this class that's up on the calendar um, i'm gonna have a lot more about that a more formal write-up on um basically his methodology his training goals that's going to be going up on friday um conan i've had conan on the podcast uh, in the past, we've talked about fitness, personal training, so on and so forth. We're going to be talking about that again uh, here pretty soon. But he's got a class, uh, basically how to create your own fitness program, training goals, one weekend class, going to be a really good class. I highly encourage anybody and everybody from any walk of life out there to get in on this. He is a certified personal trainer who is coming down um to give this class, I've had him in a bunch of classes. I'm telling you, you're not going to get a more professional experience out there. And we all need it. Okay. We all need it. It, it, You know, everybody needs that, that coach to give you pointers on where we are and where we need to be. So that's a couple of classes that have been added to the calendar. And I'm going to be talking about more of them, um, in in greater depth here pretty soon, I've got an intelligence tradecraft course that is up on the calendar that I'm going to be teaching over in Tennessee. It's going to be a heck of a lot of fun along with uh, everything else that is up there, carbine courses. I've got a couple of dates. One that is uh, not too far out from now, uh, carbine course right around the corner. Definitely want to get in on that. I've got spots available in that class, and then I've got another one the following month over in Tennessee with ready-made resources. So, you know, you get hands-on with night vision in that class. You'll be using it. There is a night shoot. There is a night fighting component to it. So, you know, all that cool guy night vision stuff that I've talked about in the past, here's a class where we're going to be doing it along with all those uh, great carbine fundamentals, marksmanship skills, and how to move effectively as a buddy team in a gunfight. I'm going to be covering all of that. So definitely check out the training calendar, brushbeaterorg slash training calendar. Got field manuals for sale. Those are back up. Got them all back in stock. They've been going like crazy. I've answered a bunch of emails, um, getting them shipped out, but I got more in stock. And I'm going to have them in stock for a little while. Okay, for a little while. I've got enough on this current run to last the stockpile for a little while. But, you know, uh, a lot of stuff on PDF, but you definitely need it on ink and paper. If it's that important, you need it on ink and paper. Something that, you know, batteries ain't got to be involved in. Okay, Uh, of course, got IR patches and I'm going to have a lot more products Uh, Many more really cool products that are in the works right now uh, that I have designed and I'm really excited to get out the door uh, to all of you out there. And I think that y'all are going to be really excited about it as well. But uh, more on that, more on that in the coming weeks. Until then, folks, stay frosty, keep training, keep buying ammo. Okay, that, that's a big one. Keep buying ammo to replenish your training ammo. Because you, it, if you got a horde of ammo and a bunch of guns, that's good and well. But you need to be training with them. All right, you need to be training with them. Keep your eye on what's going on. Okay, there's a lot of things that are moving very, very quickly right now. And, and I think that the United States in totes is in a great uh, amount of danger coming from all sides 
And it's going to be up to us as patriots, as folks who, who love our country, who uphold the Constitution. It's going to be us up to us to make a difference at the local most level. So make it count, patriots. Anyway, with that said, God bless everybody, and I'll talk to you again very, very soon. This is NC Scout, out. Back,